Amen. So I want to welcome you all. So today, for an opening, I have a, a short message on, uh, or a question rather, uh, what is the sign of God's blessing? And, and the question is, what, what's the sign of God's blessing <clears throat> on our lives? Um, so with, with all that's going on and uh, in our lives and, and the things that happen, the things we, uh, we come up against, it's often a question that comes up. <clears throat> what is the sign of, of what, what, is the, what, what are God's blessings? Is it a blessing or is it not? You know, and we, we have to, we should be able to ask this question. Um, so as a backdrop, one of the things for we, we, all, we all know from the Old Testament stories, from, from most of the Old Testament, uh, we, we tend to get the impression that the signs of God's blessing is material wealth and safety. And for a lot of the, the Israelites, for the kings, um, that seems to be the case. And it's true that, that God loves to bless His children with material safety and blessing and, uh, and safety, <clears throat> with material blessings and safety. Even as we, uh, we want to give our, we love to give our children's gifts. We want to make sure they're safe. Uh, we, want, we, we, we always make sure their needs are met. And in the same way as God's children, God does the same for us. Um, but there's, there's one story in particular in the Old Testament, and that's the story of Job, that clearly tells us that, um, how would you say, destruction or the loss of um, blessings and safety, the loss of uh, material possessions and safety, is not the sign of God's disapproval. It's not always the sign of God's disapproval. And that even becomes more clear in the New Testament. Um, and I want to take one example, one big example out of the New Testament of the life of Paul. You know, if we look at the life of Paul, um, there's one thing we quickly pick up that he, he, wasn't, he wasn't on an easy road. He didn't, uh, it didn't go according to his plans. Um, even after his conversion. And I want to take that example out of that. Uh, and if you want to turn to 2 Corinthians 2.11, uh, <clears throat> starting at verse 21. So verse 21. And so we have the Apostle Paul and his suffering and trials. And you know we all recognize that Paul was one of the greatest and, and most instrumental vessels of God. For spreading the word, for spreading the kingdom that, and establishing the church. Especially among the Gentiles. And that we have to ask how did his life go? He listened and he heard the voice of God. We believe that he was directed by God, that God led and directed him. He was always about the work of God. He was continually preaching in every city that he came to. 
And God was building and establishing His church among the Gentiles through Him. So let's, I want to read a bit how it went. And uh, first, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 21. <clears throat> Here's Paul. I speak as concerning reproach, as though we had been weak. Howbeit, whereinsoever, and he is bold. I speak foolishly. I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they of the seed of Abraham? So am I. And here Paul, he's defending his, his testimony before the Christians. And uh, there were obviously some people who were, who were against Paul. Um, they followed him wherever he went. His enemies who, who were simply dead set against whatever, to stopping him, trying to stop him from, from growing, from preaching. Uh, they tried to kill him, whatever they could do. And there were even people in the church who were undermining and slandering Paul in the Corinthian church. So here he goes <clears throat> into some of the, the hardships that he had endured. And he's doing this out of defense. And he even calls it, um, he's, he's doing something foolish, um, he says, in where he's, he's listing his credentials and saying, I've been all through this. And he says, from a Christian point, uh, uh, standpoint, it's foolish for us to say, you know, we've, I've done this, I've accomplished this, I've gone through all this. But nonetheless, he does it. <clears throat> and it's, uh, it's quite something to read through. So verse 23, Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, and that in debts often. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, saved one. So five times he was flogged. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I spent in the deep. I have been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of water, <clears throat> in perils of robbers, in perils of my, by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Who is weak, and I am not weak? Who is offended, and I burn not? If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things that concern mine own infirmities. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus, <clears throat> of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed and evermore, knoweth that I lie not. In Damascus, the governor under Aretas, uh, the king, kept the city of Damascus, <clears throat> of the Dam Damascenes, with a garrison, desirous to apprehend me. And through a window in a basket was I let down by the wall and escaped his hands. And here he lists all these things that he had gone through. And we, I want to back off a little bit and say, what was going on here? What was going on here? Was the blessing of God on Paul's life or was it not? Were these journeys all over 
um, all over the Middle East, outside of God's will. It seems like some, a lot of these travels weren't blessed by God at all. They're, look at all these things, like everything was working against him. You have to wonder how often Paul and his comrades were quietly sitting in the rain, not able to start a fire, with no food, just camping out during the night, probably being robbed, had just been robbed by some highwaymen, and they were sitting there wondering what they were doing there. They were humans too. Those, those thoughts went through their mind. And then we have the story of, uh, of John Mark, who forsook Paul, who forsook them when they were on these missionary journeys. They were going through a situation like that. You know, and, and we, can all, we can all easily imagine this young man who was, young man who was on fire, John Mark, <clears throat> after hearing the missionary stories of different cultures and cities and preaching of the kingdom, that he was excited and he wanted to go along. And he went along with Paul on, the, on, the, on that first journey. And uh, after all these encounters of being robbed, hunger, cold, perils, he quit. He went back home. It wasn't for him. And if you think about, okay, what was... He just didn't see, he didn't feel God's blessing. He didn't feel God's blessing over that journey, over that, over what they were doing. And yet Paul and Barnabas, they kept going. <clears throat> he didn't feel that they, how could this be blessed by God? And then later when, when John Mark, he wanted to come along again, Paul refused to take him. And he uh, even got into what he called uh, no small argument with, uh, with Barnabas, who wanted to give him another chance. And you know, life was hard. They had, uh, they had some hard times. They ran into some difficult situations. And you can, you can be sure that they were often asking the question, okay, are we on the right track? Are we, are, what are we doing <clears throat> the struggle is real. With Christianity, the struggle is real. There are forces fighting against us in this world. We have the world, the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life all around us. We have the flesh, our flesh that, that hates God. And it's, it's the part of us that resists God. And then there's the devil, the demonic forces that are all working against us, fighting and working against our, our, our success, our spiritual growth, and our spiritual progress. You know, again from the Old Testament, from the stories of the Old Testament, we read and we get this impression that the sign of God's blessing is in material wealth and safety. And those things, they truly are blessings um, that we should never stop giving thanks for. We should always be thankful for the things that we have. <clears throat> but Paul writes in, in 2 Timothy 2.13 to, 
in Second Timothy three twelve, sorry, that all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And he says that like this is just the way it is. All that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And sometimes we come against trials and we start wondering. We come against things that are difficult to understand and to walk through. And we wonder, we start wondering. We naturally start wondering. And rightly so, we should. We should ask the question, is God saying something, something to us? Because clearly a lot of times He does speak through these things, through circumstances, through things that happen. It is one of, one of the way God speaks, and He always has. <clears throat> but on the other hand, as Christians, we're going to come against hard times. If we truly follow Him, there will be, it is a battle. There's a battle that's raging. There's forces that are working against God. And if we are, are, are trying and attempting to do God's will, we will come against resistance. If we're trying to be what God wants us to be on earth, we will come up against resistance. The devil will fight against us. And even like he did with Paul. I mean, in, in none of our minds there will be, there's a question that Paul was doing the will of God. Which of us here could say... That maybe Paul should have stayed home that time. That time when, when the, he, he went out and there was that shipwreck. Well, not that he had a choice on that trip, but he was actually a captive. But there was a shipwreck. And the whole ship was lost. Fourteen days they were in this storm that just didn't stop. Where no one even had time to eat and... and can't imagine that. <clears throat> and then the shipwrecks, and they come out on this land, and, and here they start making, they make a fire. And uh, Paul, he, he picks up these sticks, and a snake comes out of the sticks and bites him. And the natives, in, in classic human nature, they say, Look at this man. God, he escaped the sea, but the gods surely did not let him escape. He escaped the sea, but now the snake is serving justice to him. But Paul shook it off and, and threw it into the fire, and nothing happened. And then suddenly the natives, in classic human fashion, they said, Oh, God is really blessed. God is, he, this man is a God. And the, so this, they, they were naturally inclined to think that a curse and these were heathens. These weren't even Israelites. They had no, no history of the Israelites to look at and to compare with. <coughs> but that was just their natural logic, saying, here this man, he's God. the gods are doing justice, whatever gods they believed in. And then when, when it went the other way, okay, well, he must be, he must be tremendously blessed and protected. In, in ten minutes, they switched around like that. But nonetheless, we, we know and we understand that Paul was about the work of God. 
And it's impressive that he kept that focus and that zeal, that he pulled through those hard times, that whole list of, of troubles. And I'm sure it's not, it's not everything he suffered. There's much more. But he walked through it with his eyes on serving God, on doing His will, on being His vessel, wherever God called him. <clears throat> and you know, we, um, we expect, we almost expect to have God's blessing in our life, even in a material sense. And for all of us, we, it's here. I mean, we are, we are blessed. We have the blessings of safety, of houses, of, of work, of being able to make a living. And it is a blessing. If we couldn't make ends meet, we would not be calling that a blessing. Maybe if we had our heart truly set on Christ, we could call not being able to pay our bills a blessing, Right? But normally people don't consider that a blessing. <clears throat> we enjoy it. We, we expect to be successful. We certainly don't try to, to fail or be mediocre in our business and the work we do. We give it our best. And there it is a blessing. But that's not where our confidence should lie. That's not what we should look at to see if somebody is, is in the will of God, is doing what's right. It almost looks like, according to this verse here, that all who will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That if we truly want to see someone who is living godly in Christ Jesus, there will be persecutions. It's part of the package. There will be struggles. There will be difficulties. If that's not there in a person's life, it almost calls to suspicion. Okay, what's, what's going on here? <clears throat> so, what is the best, so what is the sign of God's blessing in a person's life? I believe the greatest blessing we can have in our life is God working in us to make us into what He wants us to be. That is truly the blessing. That is the blessing that we will take out of this world. All this material stuff, all the things we, we see, um, the things we build, the things we do, the things we work on, most of those things are going to stay after we die. But the work that God is doing in people's lives, in our lives, that's going to come with us. We take that into eternity. The eternal work. In Galatians 5, verse 22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. They that are Christ have crucified the flesh with affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. I believe that's the sign of God's blessing on our life. Because if, if we look at true Christians, if we look at true Christians, it's one of the miracles of Christianity that you can find true Christians across the world 
among the poor, among the wealthy, among the sick and among the healthy, the free and the slaves, the free, the tortured and the persecuted. And all of them, all of them across that whole spectrum can show forth these fruit. <clears throat> Your situation you're in doesn't really matter, doesn't really change. The fact that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. That's the fruit of the Spirit. That's the sign of God working in a person's life. And those things, love, joy, and peace, that should shine through in our lives, no matter what we're going through, no matter what our circumstances are. No matter how hard the trial we're going through, if we're looking at the, at the, at the life of Paul, the person who wrote this, that in these trials, in these hard times, the fruit, of the fruit of the Spirit was still flowing through him. That he could, a person can still love a Christian who's being persecuted and tortured. We read testimonies that they love the people who persecute them. It's unbelievable. A person who's going through suffering, who hardly has enough to eat, can have joy because they rest in God and trust that He is in control. A person who's, who's surrounded in a world of turmoil, in a war-torn country, where people are, are, are seeking them for their, are uh, trying to persecute them and seeking their lives, they can have peace because they can trust that God is in control. God is working that in their lives. Long-suffering, patiently suffering because we trust that God is in control. <clears throat> Gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. So, amen. So, let us all, in, in, in whatever trial we go through, whatever comes against us, seek to have those things, those fruit grow and manifest it in our lives.